0: The South African Jewish Board of Deputies is the organization that engages with the South African government on behalf of the Jewish community. Join Cherise Zepard for the next hour to find out what the SAJBD has been up to. 101.9 High FM
1: It is Valentine's Day and yes, love is in the air. And while Valentine's Day is not necessarily a Jewish thing, the Shatchan or matchmaker very much is. Perhaps the most famous one in the Torah is Abram's loyal servant Eliezer, who broke at the marriage between Yitzchak and Rivka. But what is the role of a Shatchan in today's society? I am absolutely delighted to talk to dating coach and matchmaker, Casey Shevel, to find out more. Casey, welcome and thank you so much for joining
0: me. Thank you so much for having me, Cherise. i um, happy to be here. K- Casey, t-
1: firstly, how did you become a matchmaker?
0: Well, basically, uh, how my journey sort of led led me to this. Uh, I was a from girl who only got married at thirty, um, and in our community, obviously, that was quite late. Um, I was very much felt very much on the shelf. <laughs> my mother was saying to him for me, and um, and I hated the dating process, and I knew that there was an easier way to do things, but I knew that no one would listen to me until. I sort of had my happily ever after. So I waited until I did get married. And then as soon as I did, um, started my journey into helping other people to making this journey an easier one. So, uh, were you married by, through a shachan? Did you use a mistake? Yes, so you much so. Okay.
1: So you, did you, you, so you obviously grew up in a more religious community yes. and was dating allowed? Um, dating before marriage.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we were young. Yeah, as your, teenagers, I never dated. No, my, I I never dated as a teenager. When I was ready to get married after seminary, that's when we started dating, and um, I just found the whole world so so difficult and so. Really revolting. (laughs) I'm very sympathetic to you. Yes, very hard. And I'm a very outgoing person, but I'm also a very private person. And I find it quite agonizing to go on these dates and to be set up by people and not take it not take it personally if you're set up with someone who is totally not right for yeah. you, which yeah. obviously happens. It's part of the game. So you had that, that experience as well. Yes, for sure, which is what led me to actually try. And, and I'm also passionate about helping other people. I love people. And I just wanted to make their journey into being, being single. Um, make their journey a little bit easier. Just to lend a helping, like, and yeah, someone who just under- really understands what they're going through. Um, I often tell my clients that um, I'll never say to them, "It's just a cup of coffee." Just give it a shot. Uh, <gasps> if if I think I'm taking a chance, I'll say I'm taking such a chance. Let's let's see if this works. But I'll, I never downplay. I understand what goes into a date and preparing for a date, especially um, especially for women. Um, and I just don't want anyone to waste that that mascara it's just not necessary <laughs> <sister. laughs> um, Craig is saying we have to tell
1: uh, take a break now but just before then you know a, a friend of mine who was on the dating scene for a very long time said she judged her date as to whether or not it was worth the MAC makeup oh, she invested exactly into it, it. before ah, yeah, yeah. so we'll take that break now Craig
0: this is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephyr only on 101.9 High FM
1: And I'm talking to Casey Shevel about matchmaking in the Jewish community, bearing in mind that it is, after all, Valentine's Day. Casey, um, so you married, you happily married, you have four boys. Yes. What advice would you give to young people today who are
0: in the dating game? Well, what I'm constantly, constantly telling my children, and they'll tell you (laughs) on the way to school, on the way to soccer, because I do have four boys, and I realize that there is what we call a Sheddach crisis, People are really struggling to find one another. They're really struggling to find love, Um, and I think it's because there's such a lack of self awareness and what people, what you actually should be looking for in a partner and what a partner actually is. So I'm constantly, constantly telling my boys that what you know, what what I'm meeting in in my in. in my clients are men who've been told their whole life by their mommies that one day you're going to meet a beautiful girl and you're going to fall in love with her and she's going to be so pretty and you're just going to love her and you're going to live happily ever after. And I think, and then I deal with those guys who are now 45 and are still looking for this beautiful girl. Um, <laughs> Which is not to say that she's not out there and not waiting for him. But I think the focus just needs to shift a little bit. And I tell my boys that one day you are going to meet the kindest, most beautiful girl. She's going to have such a beautiful heart. And you're going to see how wonderful she is to her parents. And all her friends are going to love her. And she's going to love animals. (laughs) And she's going to be kind to her friends and kind to her sisters and her brothers. And you're just going to fall in love with this beautiful person. And I think if that's what we, if that's the message we're giving our children, then that, that there will be an a deeper understanding of what it is that you're actually looking for in a partner.
1: And in Casey, in, in a way, what you're talking about now are your values. Yes. And what you're doing is you're imparting your values of what's important in a partner to your kids. And sure. whether these are universal values, yeah. <laughs> highly regarded <laughs> by everybody is a different matter. But you raise the point of um, what are we looking for? Do people come to you and say, "Is
0: it?" do you work in the same way as, you know, kind of, Traditional Well, <laughs> um, Some people think that I do I, I sort of have um, Moms that like usher Their daughters to me at weddings Their poor little daughters <laughs> with their like And the headlight looks and I I want to die for them. Please don't do that. Don't don't bring your daughters to me at weddings. It's so awkward for them. But um, when I meet with clients, um, we basically just meet for a cup of coffee and we just chat. And we chat about previous relationships, what they're looking for, where they're from. I like to just get an idea of who the person is sitting in front of me. And then, yes, we do discuss what they are looking for. Um, I call it their wish list. They're allowed to give me their wish list. And they can tell me 100,000 things that they are looking for. And we dwindle them down to basically three. Oh, you get okay. three. Um, attraction is a given. Yeah. So he ha- they have to be attracted to one another. I don't ask someone what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to know. I won't introduce them to someone I don't think is attractive. But you never sort of know. And then other than that, they get three main things that they're actually looking for
1: so you have male clients and you have female clients that's So the it. reason I
0: keep asking you this is
1: I recently read a book um, it was entitled G- short Jewish stories and yes. one of the stories was a shotgun and it was obviously set way back <sighs> yenta, <And> then, no. <laughs> it wasn't even Yenta I think it's pretty <laughs> dated it <was>, <laughs> And you kind of have this image of this old man and he comes yes. with his box and he takes out the photos so and then the elite. first date comes and he's like, ah, oh, that wasn't what I had in mind. <laughs> you didn't mention the fact that, <laughs> that you is. know, X, Y, and Z. So yes. do you have, do you keep a box of photos and then just... So I don't, up?
0: but I mean we're living in a, in a times where... The digital uh, age. Where, yeah, Exactly, we we in a digital age a name, where name, really... Images even when I phone someone and it's uh, suggesting a name, I can hear they're busy typing their name. Oh, what's their surname? And I know they're <laughs> looking at their picture. So I have no problem showing photographs. Yes. Uh, and, and and I know that's going to happen. I'm very happy for that, but I say don't delve in it too deeply. Don't check who her friends are on Facebook and who she's following. Like, and, you know, and if you don't like the fact that she wears Lululemon, <laughs> gym gear, like that can't be a reason not to go out with her. So I've no problem that someone, you should know who, who you're going out with and know who to expect maybe at your door. And, um, I mean, so much of, of this is about attraction. 90% is going to be actually just if you're, if you're attracted to this person. So as long as, as you're giving someone a chance, then, then I'm happy.
1: And Casey, you grew up in an, in, in a more orthodox community where yes. matchmaking was maybe more acceptable.
0: Yes. Who are your clientele? Is it the religious or is a more secular communities? So my clientele is far more secular. I've just found that everybody is struggling to find someone. We're living in a time. Um, of tremendous conflict and I'm actually so happy it's Valentine's Day today because I feel like I was thinking on the way here yes we don't celebrate Valentine's Day and yeah it's really I don't know Saint Valentine whatever it is but the truth is that it's always a good time to celebrate love and we're living in a time of so much turmoil and conflict that it's hard for people to find one another and it's hard for people to find love so um I can't even remember why I'm talking about that. <laughs> uh, um, your secular community. Oh, Do you yes. find that because
1: kids are more connected to um, devices? That they are struggling to make real relationships or is, that, or is that an oversimplification? I
0: don't, I think it's a, it's a bit of all of that. I think that, um, you know, it's very hard to get a guy to call a girl and actually say, hello, would you, my name is so and so, would you like to go out with me? I know that, you know, I'll give a guy a girl's number and he'll WhatsApp her. And it's just, so it's a very different sort of thing. Whereas in our day, you sort of had to, phone the girl's house and speak to Mr. So-and-so and say, can I please speak to your daughter? And that was, And the truth is, I'm very old-fashioned that way. And I really try and encourage my guys to phone a girl and pick up the phone and let her hear your voice and, and be a man. Yes, it's not great and it's not lacquer, but she knows you're calling. I've told her you're calling. She's expecting this call. It's not out of the blue. Uh, she's agreed to go out with you. Um, But, yeah, so I think people are quite disconnected and we have to learn how to actually have real conversations. Do you encourage women to call guys? No. No. No, I don't think that's our place. Okay. I'm just Yes, I mean, I don't think if it's It's a girl wanted to. Yeah, if a girl wanted to, for sure. But I feel... And I think that was part of also, you know, I think there are a lot of strong, independent women out there. Mm. I believe I'm one of them. And in the dating world, it was a big lesson for myself. I had to learn to just down, oh, I feel like I'm going to get (laughs) flat on this, but to just downplay it a little bit. Because actually, what a man wants is for you to just be a woman. And And, you know, I remember when my husband fetched me for our first date, and he came to open the... Car door for me, and I was like, I don't need someone to open the car door, and I like kind of yanked it open. It. And I thought, don't be stupid, like, give him a chance, let him open the door. That's very nice. Now I wish you would open the door for me. <laughs> Casey, friends of
1: mine who have kids um who are dating yes. have expressed um, the following concerns: yes. that the Jewish community is quite small, and actually. Um, All our kids really know each other already. They know each other from school or from camp. They know each other from siblings that you know, older and younger. And that the pool
0: for dating is really small. Well, the pool is small, and being Jewish, the pool is for sure small. However, like a lot of times, people think that they know someone. I'll mention a name, and they'll say, "Yes, I know her." Yeah. But they don't know her, and haven't. Have you ever sat with her? Have you ever spoken to her? Do you know? Do you know? yeah. If you know what I'm saying, they don't just give someone a chance. It doesn't matter. You don't know them. You don't know them in that circumstance. You don't know them have, actually having a conversation with a person and seeing what they're really about. So, yes, it is a small pool, but you don't know everyone. Is there a, if you'll if, if, you, if you forgive
1: this analogy, because I personally can't stand it, a lid for every pot. <laughs>
0: I really hope so, Otherwise I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I think that we've just got to be realistic and really know. And, and yes, there probably is a lid for every pot, but then you've got to really know what kind of a pot you are. <laughs> and I think that is, that is the greatest lesson, is that you've really got to have a self-awareness. If you're looking for someone who is your equal and your partner in life, who's going to walk with you through, through life, then you want to really make sure that you know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you're not going to find her or him. You're not going to because you really have to have that, that awareness. Now, are you out there? Is it easy to get hold of you, Casey? Um, No. I'm saying it's
1: uh, (laughs) a little bit (laughs) easy. Um, and are people awkward to come to you? Is there, is there a I, stigma attached to I
0: going to think There's to a definitely be a stigma. There is. And people I'm are, surprised. but I think that I we've run a, I've run a end. lot of, um, a lot of events and a lot of speed dating events and a lot of singles events, um, in the past. And I think that's sort of how we broke the stigma. So, so starting doing events, people sort of met me and then they would come to me and say, can't we just, can't we rather meet you one on one? And that's sort of how this started. So, um, yeah, my time is a little bit limited in that I only really meet in the mornings and okay. see clients in the mornings. Um, I have a, quite a busy household with my four mad I can imagine. children <laughs> who are wonderful <laughs> but mad. And uh, so, yes, people, everyone's welcome to find me on Facebook um, under Casey's Schmingles and otherwise just under Casey Garber and they can send me a, a message with pleasure, and I will try and get back to them as soon as possible. And we could set up a time to meet. Before you go, I have more questions for you, but oh, okay. very quickly,
1: because I know Craig's going to look anxiously at me in a minute. or you be, be anxious? Craig. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we, we've discussed kind of like the youngsters. Do you cater for all ages, any ages? So I don't really. Okay. Um, so I would say my main age group is probably about twenty-five to forty-five. Okay. I do go a bit younger. I do go a bit older. Um, um I have found in the past where I've tried to run events for for older singles or more mature singles let's say um I feel maybe that I don't have the life experience to to I don't know, uh, to facilitate it. And maybe that's just a lacking in myself. Maybe I could actually do it. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, I would say mainly 25 to 45 would be my age And group. do you still run singles events? I haven't done one in in over a year. Um, but who knows? We'll see what this year brings. I so, never know. <laughs> yeah, I could have it again. Uh, and then your success rate? Um, okay, well, we've had 17 weddings.
1: Wow. So, so that is why
0: all the mummies are coming to you at the yes. wedding. And <laughs> now, now I get it. I thought, how many weddings do you go to? Yeah, so. 17 thank weddings. There's been fantastic. 17 weddings. I wish there were a hundred re- weddings. I wish that every single person that came to see me would find they have happily ever after through me. But I always tell my clients that I do feel that just by coming to see me, it just sort of opens up an energy and a, a, of blessing in that area of their life. So even if nothing comes from meeting me, they could walk into Woolworth and someone could say to them, oh, I've got the most stunning nephew. Can I give him <laughs> your number? I just feel like it's actually about bringing Brocha into your life. Um, well, Casey, I have really enjoyed that. That was a fun
1: chat. And uh, <laughs> <thanks so much. laughs> I wish you a lot of luck with your your continuing uh, matchmaking.
0: Thank you so much, Therese. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you. All Shabbat right.
1: shalom.